DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. The question of the morning. What would you advise Zach Wilson to do? And PK, I would say that there are at least 80% of the people who posted here, no holds barred, no limitations, no ifs, ands, or buts. They're ready to send him off to the NFL. It is time. He has crushed it at the college level. They've seen the mock drafts. He is a high first-round draft pick. Time to go. Send him off. Let him collect the money. And Now, what they don't say here is, hope he shines and makes recruiting easier for BYU. Certainly a quarterback and maybe at other positions, too. I don't know that one player can make a difference in that way, uh, but obviously it can help. Uh, I think that BYU is in a good spot in quarterbacking, but that could change. Because right now they're in a good spot in quarterbacking, I think primarily because of, well, the, the kids themselves, they have to play. And they have to, re- you know, when I speak kids, I'm talking about receivers have to catch. And, and you know, you block and all that stuff that goes into football to be successful at the offensive level. But I think the, also, too, you've got A-Rod and Jeff Grimes. And we understand that Jeff Grimes has expressed some form of at least an interviewing interest in Utah State. And he's not an LDS guy. He seems to be content, but BYU doesn't pay the going rate. So the point being, Jeff Grimes, because they've had success offensively since he's been there, offense under Jeff Grimes has been much better than it was under Ty. We all love Ty, but those are facts. You can't argue that. So the point being that Jeff Grimes may have an opportunity to move on. Uh, A-Rod has personal situation with young, uh, well, kids are getting older, but they're in the state. So I don't know if he is interested in leaving and then every time he is interested in leaving he usually takes the job and then decides a day later not to take it and comes back so the point being there is that yeah right now it's looking good but these two guys could move on and you know what's it going to be so you don't know about that recruiting each individual kid has to make that decision himself uh, I, I do think, obviously, the more success you have, it's going to open up uh, opportunities for kids who want to be a part of it. Uh, Zach Wilson, you know, when you say he's crushing it at the college level, really only this season. I don't think you could say the prior two seasons he crushed it. If you want to say this year he is crushing it, although against uh, Coastal Carolina he did not crush it. So I don't think it's a slam dunk that he absolutely must have to go. Because as we discussed earlier, I don't think uh, it's not necessarily a negative if you stay. They don't. The NFL doesn't look upon negatively seniors as the NBA seems to do, which I don't understand that. But nevertheless, <laughs> that's the perception that they do, in fact, do that. So I don't think that it's a big issue for Zach if he wants to come back that it could potentially hurt. Now, we, we point to Matt Leinard. He could have been a higher pick. Uh, but the fact is, he went 10th, I think. Uh, if that's I not a bad place to go. You're right. Staying. Yeah. 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 That's yeah, not that's bad. Still, that's yeah. still prime location. You know, there's a million quarterbacks who've gone later than 10th who succeeded. And Matt Leinard, well, he was going to rise or fall. In this case, he fell based on his inability to be effective as a quarterback because certainly the Cardinals would have wanted him to be a, a great quarterback. I mean, they were searching at that time for quarterbacks left and right, right? I mean, they, they went through more quarterbacks than Kyle went through offensive coordinators there for a while. 
And so he, he didn't succeed because he wasn't good enough. I don't see where Zach Wilson, whether he comes back or not, is going to succeed or failure, fail based on the decision that returns for his senior year. Now, you do have the injury issue, which could complicate things. And he has been injured. Now, he hasn't, hasn't been devastating. But even that, you could probably overcome. Look no further than Taysom Hill, who had devastating injuries in college and, and it looks like he's overcome that. That's many, remarkable. That's just absolutely awesome. And there were more serious injuries if you really kind of look yeah, at it. A yeah. foot injury, more, that type Definitely of stuff. more devastating. Yeah. I mean, Zach came back. Taysom didn't. And so far, knock on wood, most definitely in the NFL, the kid has been healthy. It's a great story. And lo- love to see it. Love to see the local kids succeed, or anybody for that matter. Uh, and Taysom has been healthy. So even that, even those injuries, and age, all the things that you would view as negative, didn't prevent Taysom Hill from achieving his goal of being a starting quarterback in the NFL. The fact is, right now, he is a starting quarterback. 3-0, baby. And you give me stats. Would you rather have stats or guttiness out of a quarterback? I would rather have guttiness. (laughs) Is that the same as grit? It's a little different, no, but it's it's no, first cousin. It's, I'm hearkening back. It's to sibling. Bronco. It's a sibling. Doesn't grit. guttiness sound more determined than grit? Yes, I, I, I'm with you. Guttiness, yes. Do you know Max Hall only completed sixty percent of his passes his first year as a starter, and he's the winningest quarterback in BYU history. Yes, but he wasn't the winningest his first year as a starter. Something he built but up without over that time. first year as a starter, he wouldn't be the winningness. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we can just go around, go and back and forth all day long. <laughs> Colorado's winning on their running game. I don't care what you say. And the grit and guttiness of this quarterback who was doubted. Mel Tucker didn't even believe that this kid was a quarterback, let alone a starting quarterback. Yeah, I, I don't know. We don't cover Mel Tucker's program, and he wasn't there long enough to cover anyway. <laughs> it was a one-and-donner. Uh, but I just wonder if he and Kyle sat down and talked football, if they'd be on the same page in like 30 seconds. Oh, yeah, I thought he was a nice quarterback, but I'd way rather have a much better safety. And the quarterback safety thing, you know, if you're, if you're around high school football where they're not platooning, that, that quarterback nine times out of ten ends up playing safety. It's... Uh, that's a pretty natural transition if you're gonna if you're gonna play on both sides of the ball at the high school. Uh, level. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think they've gotten away from that at the mm-hmm. quarterback position at the high school level now because there's enough kids usually. Right. If but you're your if you're at a big that's enough high point. school, and we certainly don't see it here at five A and six A schools the way we used to. Uh, yeah. But I think if you drop down to you know the smaller schools that don't have as many kids, I haven't tracked three A that close, but you know maybe at three A they're they're not platooning, so. But I understand your point, yeah. Uh, the, and that, that's, but it's still an unusual story, and I don't think that he oh, got yeah, the, the starting job based on stats. At the college yeah. level, uh, you're, I mean, you're very much specializing. All the high-end high school kids are specializing. They're not going two ways. This Colorado kid got the job because of his intangibles, which I think are extremely important. And you look at Max Hall, too. We just, we just use him as an example. The kid didn't have a world of talent by any stretch. He didn't have a huge arm. He wasn't big. He wasn't fast. But he was tough. 
He was super tough, and they played for him. He's the only quarterback I know who you could expect to get personal fouls. <laughs> and he did. And if you close your eyes and see one play from him in the pros, I see one play at the goal line in Arizona, and him just getting battered by NFL linebackers as he tries to throw himself across the goal line. Yeah, and you think of all the stuff that he's had to overcome in his personal life, and I don't make light of that whatsoever, but that indicates a certain level of toughness, a certain level you can argue weakness, and I understand that, and I don't, I don't, I don't claim to understand any form of addiction whatsoever. I have no knowledge and no point to stand on whatsoever, but I think I can make a little bit of an argument that you've got to be tough to overcome it. I also think that uh, you cherry-picked that 60% stat now that I looked it up. You didn't mention he went to 69 <laughs> and 67 yeah, the next two years. That's right. why he ended up being the winningest quarterback. He did but, need the wins from the first year. Agreed. This kid at Colorado isn't going to get the chance. So you're cherry-picking stats yourself. <laughs> because how do we know if he would have two more years that he wouldn't have made that improvement? Because it stands to reason, and you are the most logical, reasoned person to the point of it drives me crazy that – I can make a strong argument that this young fella, the next couple years, all those percentages that you speak of would have been better next year and the year after. And Max did improve on that. There's no question. He bumped it up. Well, this guy's bumped it up from 48% to 57 to 62. Really small sample size, though. He'd only thrown 41 passes uh, in a college level in the two previous years. And even this year is not a full sample size. No, it's not. Not at all. I mean, it's just they've only played four games. Right. And that's that's ridiculous. But I think the Utes are going to have a tough time. If you would have asked me, well, if you would have asked me, you know, in the preseason, way before the season started, you know, like Halloween – I would have said. <laughs> I would have said no. Colorado isn't going to be scary. <laughs> That's what uh, everyone would have said. That's the way they were picked. I think. I think it was pretty much assumed that it, they were going to be fifth or sixth, battling Arizona for last place. Yeah, but there is no really. I, there's no true reflection of standings right now. As much as I want to give Herm Edwards crap for being 0-2, and by the way, he has lost to Colorado both times, so all the greatness of Herm when they played (laughs) the full seasons, he lost to them. He has yet to beat Colorado, so I don't want to hear about how great he is. Uh, But as much as I want to give him crap, slotting them at 0-2 when you play two games a month apart doesn't really seem all that equitable to be able to do that. Yeah. That's that's it's just not a real test as we know real tests. So, I, I to me, these standings this year has a massive asterisk. So just, just absolutely you, massive. You watch the Sun Devils obviously closer than most of our listeners, but I think most of the hardcore most of the hardcore youths <laughs> listening to this. Uh, remember that Jaden Daniels seemed like he was leaning towards Utah and then at the last second reversed and went to ASU. How, and it is only two games and there's no – but does he look better this year? No. Same guy? Not making any progress? No, I mean, they scored 17 points. That's not, not near good enough. No, he fumbled on the one-yard line and threw an interception in the end zone. No. 
DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Everything you missed in this show, we will get to it next. Stay with us. Number one. The Zone Sports Network is Utah's number one choice for sports radio in Utah. From DJ and PK to Hanson Scotty and The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, The Zone continues to dominate the competition. Thank you to all of you that continue to make the Zone Sports Network Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports station. Your home for the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about is right here. 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah, I believe he was at the very top of his workload in this past game. That was a lot of carries that he had, 27 carries and a catch or two. And so that would be about maxed out and maybe even a little bit too much for a, for a freshman, although he's uh, sturdy and, and durable. You know, he's proven to be that at least so far. But uh, I think that was a little bit too much of a workload. We've got to temper that a little bit, cut off you know, somewhere in the, I guess if you want a number, 20 to 25 touches is probably better than uh, the 25 to 30 that he had uh, last week. And, and that allows us to spread the ball around a little bit more to some of the other guys. That's Kyle Whittingham, his weekly media availability. We had him on today. Actually, he did back-to-back sessions Monday and Tuesday. We carried him both. And, PK, you asked him about Ty Jordan, the freshman. You know, things we've learned about this team, things we've seen. Well, the defensive backfield seems to be improving, coming together pretty quickly, pretty impressively, uh, pretty smooth transition considering all the guys they lost and had to be rebuilt basically from the ground up. And it seems to be progressing pretty quickly. And then right behind that, you got to say – the Ty Jordan, uh, that is a heck of a development there. The Utes lose Zach Moss to the Bills and find themselves another running back immediately. But 27 carries, is, and especially if you're going to throw him the ball too, which they did, that's a lot of touches. So uh, you ask Kyle about it, and he's, he's ready to dial that back, whether that means more Jordan Wilmore or more Devin Brumfeld, especially for uh, Brumfeld in the uh, red zone or short yardage. You know, third and one or two, something like that. Seems like there's some carries there for him. He's only averaging seven carries a game right now. Yeah, I got to say, I was surprised when I saw the final stats for a freshman, uh, Jordan. He, by his third game, you know, he asserted himself, but I didn't think to that level would happen. I mean, he was great, no doubt about it. I'm very excited for his future, uh, but I think you want to spread it out a little bit more. Uh, to pace yourself. you probably get away with it this year since uh, we're already, man, it just seemed like the season started four weeks ago, but we're already at the season, regular season final. This this season has really just flown by, uh, hasn't it? Uh, <laughs> well, there's one more week after the finale. I know, but is that is that a regular season? or? Yeah, that's a regular season. It's not a bowl game. It's a regular season. They announced at the start of the regular season they're going to play seven games. And then they just scheduled. I know, six but it, but the, but the, the the seventh wasn't going to count towards the standings, right? So how can that be regular season? Uh, because it's still regular season. <laughs> I mean, it's twenty. But it didn't count towards the standings. My only explanation is because it's twenty twenty. <laughs> I mean, why does the NBA announce thirty seven games of a seventy two game schedule? Because it's twenty twenty. Right, but all those games that they have afterward are going to count, are going to count yeah. towards regular season. Yep. This game, to me, it's sort of that. It's like that uh, 163rd game in baseball. You don't know what to call it because they want to say it's regular season, but it really it feels isn't. like a playoff game. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's 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 that weird situation. But Jordan, 
and he's the man for now, but I you know, certainly want other guys there. And that defense, to me, as I look at Utah's defense, I view it in my mind as a matter of time as opposed to talent. What I mean by that, it's just this is an unusual circumstance. You know, they're probably not going to have a year, and if they did, wow, that would be awesome, where they send nine guys of their defense to the NBA or the NBA to the NFL and have to replace so many guys all at once. But once I saw that that was going to be the case, and we knew last year that was going to be the case, uh, I think Gidry was the one who went early, right? And that was uh, somewhat of a surprise. But nevertheless, to me, in my mind, what Kyle has done defensively, it's a situation to where it is a matter of time that it is good, not a matter of talent of if it is good. Uh, I see where you're going with that, and I largely sign off on it. I guess I wondered if, uh, you know, it was all said and done, they'd, they'd be one cornerback short. And then maybe they will be, you know, maybe when we have a little more of a sample size. We'll say, hey, they really need to upgrade this, you know, they need, a, they need another safety or they need this corner or, you know, something like that. Um, it, it really seems to be coming together pretty quickly. Well, if they do, they'll go get it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, Because if you're a running back or a defensive back or really a defender on any of the three levels and Utah's offering you, you should be excited because they've put so many fellows into the NFL that that would be something that you would look at and say, wow, man, I need to take a look at that place because that basically, from the defensive standpoint, is an NFL factory. Yes. So now the question is, can they get the passing game going? Because everything else seems to be in place. You know, you, and, and Kyle didn't want to, you know, he doesn't want to look ahead to next year. He doesn't want to look ahead two weeks. <laughs> He's not really, he doesn't want to talk about who they're going to play a week from Saturday. But uh, if you look ahead to next season, it's, I think you can answer, and I think we can answer, and our listeners can answer a lot of questions about the Utes, but what are the quarterbacks and receivers going to look like? We don't know that. Oh, man. I'm going to be asking that on my deathbed, aren't I? <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, you know, after Kyle retires, uh, who knows what, who knows who. But the thing is that if they get that fixed, then there'll be something else. It's always something, unless you're Alabama. And then the question they always ask is, can you beat Clemson? And there's some radio talk shows down there. It's like, well, that's the eternal question. Can they beat Clemson? And is Dabo going to take Saban's place when he retires? The assumption for a long time was yes, but the longer Saban goes, the older Dabo gets, and more it's like, well, why doesn't Dabo just keep... I mean, what's he going to do better at Alabama than he's doing at Clemson? It's just I mean, a question of does, does he want to be there? Sentiment of value because you could say, like with Roy Williams, what was he going to do at, at Carolina versus yeah, Kansas? That he couldn't do Kansas. Yeah. Well, Obviously, Carolina meant something to him a little bit more than Kansas. And when he was asked that question after, I think they lost in the final. Yeah, and he teared up in the hallway. Didn't want to go to it. Did not want to go to it. He actually swore. (laughs) swore. He said, I don't give a bleep about that. Whatever happened, old Bonnie? She, She was a rising star in the business, and then I haven't heard of her. Uh, last I knew, she was doing sports talk radio in Maryland, maybe. Really? I think that's where she was from, yeah. The network moves on, PK. 
Well, everybody moves on. I mean, everything moves on. Life yeah. moves on. Life just is a, that's what I, I see. So many people want to play victim. You can play victim all you want, but life is going to move on with or without you. And did you know Dabo became uh, it's a nickname? I think his name is William, and because like his uh, grandmother or somebody wanted to call him that boy, and somehow that boy became Dabo. No, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Did you think he was born Dabo? Uh, honestly, I never thought about it. <laughs> I never, Dabo? I never thought about no, it. No, because you're studying the percentage completion rate of the old Colorado quarterback. No, I'm looking at Bonnie of Bernstein. Of course. <laughs> Bonnie's 50. Okay. Great for Bonnie. Working I for mean, Campus that, Insiders. You've got two choices. You can either be 50 or you could be dead. Which one are you going to choose? You're going to choose 50, 50 right? 50. Yeah. All right, other stuff we've talked about in today's show. Other stuff uh, you want to hit on. We talked a little bit about uh, Alex Smith. If you're looking at Twitter this morning, Twitter's decided he's the comeback player of the year. Yeah, isn't that going to be unanimous? It's, uh, that's a pretty incredible story. And he leads Washington past Pittsburgh, gives Pittsburgh their first loss of the year. They were down 14, and then they pulled up some stat on the uh, broadcast that it was uh, – Pittsburgh was 68-1-1 in that stadium when they had a 14-point lead. The rare comeback. All those stats are out the window without fans there, though. The home field isn't worth what it was. Zero. It's worth zero. It's worth nothing. But Pittsburgh has a loss now. Although they still are the one seed in the AFC on the tiebreaker with the Chiefs. And that's all that matters. Yep. Get the bye and get the home field that's worth nothing or a point or whatever it is. Uh, in case you play Kansas City in the final, which is what I think everyone's thinking the AFC title game will look like. But oh, I don't know that it's going to be Pittsburgh though. I, yeah, I, I can see. That. I I can see Pittsburgh's more vulnerable, even though they're the higher seed, more vulnerable than Kansas City. Kansas City can be a little vulnerable in a run game, and Pittsburgh's vulnerable because they don't have a run game. Maybe they can fix it, get James get James Conner back, and improve it. But it's uh, it's been a problem. I mean, it's uh, when you're yeah, when you're throwing on walking through that door when you're throwing on third and one and fourth and one. Yikes. Yeah, what? yeah. Buffalo one can't rule the Bills out a potential uh, title game. Not at all. I wouldn't rule them out whatsoever. They're an emerging team. Awesome night for the former Wyoming Cowboy, Josh Allen. 80% completion rate. That is off the charts. And the Niners have a good defense, and he lit him up. 375 yards and four touchdowns. He's a budding star, and he's real, real close to being a star. All he needs now is more proof. He doesn't need more talent. Playoff he wins. He just needs more proof. Playoff wins. That'll right. do it. And the team is trending exactly in the right direction it looks like they are going to be a winner and uh, timing has really come together for them because they're getting josh allen right at the time that tom brady is leaving perfect and so looking like uh, they no reason i'm not going to say they're going to do what the patriots did to the afc east but i'm going to say that they should be the favorite for a number of years now Bills are a game up on the Dolphins, so it's not like they got the division locked up with four to go. But nine and three is the third best record in the AFC behind the Steelers and Chiefs, who are both eleven and one. Yeah, you're nine and three. You're a good team. Yep, absolutely. 
And the uh, we got another game tonight, the Cowboys and the Ravens. And this is all because that Pittsburgh-Baltimore uh, game got pushed back to midweek last week and they had to give the teams a little more time to recover. So that's why we had the Steelers in the afternoon. And that's why we got the Ravens and the Cowboys tonight. Six o'clock on Fox, the NFL Network, and Amazon Prime. So multiple places you can find it. You know, I think I read earlier this year, there's going to be a game later this season that isn't going to be on TV. I think it's a Niners game. Is it the last week or next last week? Cardinals in Week 16 Amazon Prime exclusive. Yeah. Exclusive. The Niners How do you get will, Amazon Prime? You pay... Give, you give Amazon money? A hundred and some <laughs> odd bucks a year and get free two-day shipping and an NFL game every so often. Yeah, that's a pass. Not, not a trend I'm looking forward to, but a trend I think we're going to have to deal with. I got freaking two cable systems or satellite systems, whatever you want to call it. You don't want to pay for more than that. I know. No. Thanks. That's enough. So if you have NFL ticket, though, you wouldn't be able to get that? Because I thought every game's on NFL ticket unless it's blacked out because that means it's shown locally. This one they're going. it It says it's an exclusive online stream only the day after Christmas. Okay, we'll have to see about that. I may make a call to uh, Pennsylvania Avenue. He brought back college football. He could probably get me this game. There you go. 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. PK's going to make the call. (laughs) Hello. I love people getting people riled up about this stuff. I need to chat for two minutes. (laughs) Hello, D? It's PK. (laughs) What up? What are you doing? I'm available if you got an opening in your foursome. <laughs> uh, NBA news: James Harden has not shown up for camp. Stephen Silas says there's no timetable. Stephen Silas is the new head coach in Houston. There's no timetable for him to report. Harden wants his trade, and he wants it now. He's not happy. On the other hand, is Houston just going to wait him out? Like he wants his money, he's going to show up. He's got two years to go. Right. On the other hand, I think he's worth more. He's got more trade value now than he'll have when he's down to his last season or half season. You know, you'd have two years to bring him in and A, win with him, and B, try to win him over and talk him into staying. No, win him over and talking him into staying. Give me a freaking break. That is what's so wrong about pro sports. He makes a commitment. They didn't have to talk him into signing that deal, and now they have to talk him into living up to what he signed? That's just disgusting. The common folk driving to work, if they're already there, you cannot relate to this what-so-freaking-ever. The Rockets have got to win him over. Here, we've got to prove to you that we're worthy of you taking our millions to play basketball. That's not what I was getting at. freaking believe No, no, I'm not criticizing you. No, I, I it's think the this concept. Is, right, I get, I get why you're upset with the concept, and I don't like it either. But I think what's happening here is the Rockets have lost him. The win him over is for the team he gets traded to. Because presumably where he wants to go is Brooklyn. I mean, he said he wanted to go to Brooklyn, so let's just take him at face value. But if he gets traded to fill-in-the-blank team by Houston that isn't Brooklyn, he gets traded to Minnesota or, uh, I don't know, Boston or Charlotte or wherever. Put him in Memphis. Memphis. Utah, the Lakers, I don't know, whoever, then they've got the time to win him over before he's a free agent and he takes off and presumably goes to find happiness in Brooklyn, assuming that happens. Uh, 
Yeah, but, yeah, but that, in a, how old is he now, though? That's an excellent. That's an excellent point. He's got to get wherever he's going to get because his. Oh, here comes the cliche. Are you ready for one of those cliches you hate? His championship like window is closing. <laughs> Uh, as a premier player, but you can get it as a secondary player. That's true. Though. True. So maybe he can extend it uh, at that level. He is 31. The Rockets, I just let him rot. Yeah, he's 31, and they can leave him in Houston for two years. He'd be 33. What's he going to do? He's going to not report for three years? No, he's going to play. He's got to get his money. <laughs> you got to show up. You're not going to. Plus, it's fun. You're playing basketball. You're playing. You're not working. You're playing. You're playing a game. And I believe Harden seems to have a lot of fun playing it, and he's very good at it. you got to admit that, at least from the offensive perspective. Well, maybe it's just one of those classic, yeah, I'm going to hold out and make a point because I don't really want to practice and go through this mini training camp. It's the 23rd. Yeah, I'll be in the 16th. It's not like he had four, uh, four months off. You know, and got out of shape and didn't play. I mean, elite athletes don't get out of shape. They're <laughs> they're dialed in all the time. They they take a week off. That's a long time. You know, as far as the holding out stuff, the sport I can deal with it the most is NFL. How come? Because the careers are short, it's a violent game, and everyone's one play away from an injury. But obviously in football, it can be much more serious just by the nature of it. And they don't make near as much money. In the NBA, they make enormous amounts of money. I told you when Booker re-upped in Phoenix, I was listening to sports radio, and they said just on this contract, this rookie one, and the second one that he signed, he would make more money in those two than Larry Fitzgerald made over the entire length of his NFL career. The most violent game has the most players, so you're divvying up the money more ways than the guys don't make as much. Not that they can't still just, make a lot, but it's such they don't a physical game that you can be gone so uh, yeah. soon. Any play, any play can be your last. I mean, what the, the, the few years back when it was uh, 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 Emmett Smith, you know, he mm-hmm. held out, right? Felt like he wasn't getting his money. Yeah. I'm not saying I totally agree with it. I'm just saying of the sports that do that and they all do it to one extent or another i understand it more at the nfl level dj pk one more break and then your feedback and scotting hands at the top of the hour stay with us and it's all over almost here don't go nowhere Cougars moving on down in the rankings. Kirk Herbstreet ain't nothing you can say. They're moving on down in the rankings. And Urban Meyer stop pressing play. That's above average right there. You could just get on the open mic on her app and deliver a rant, but you sing like that? That was that was solid stuff right there, PK. Okay, what is Kay's level of enjoyment as far as football? Is it BYU has to lose in order for him to have any form of enjoyment or he can have enjoyment in his team? Assume, I don't know this, assume it's Utah. Like for me, if the Devils are 12-0, and I really don't care what the Wildcats are doing. But if the Devils are 12-0 and and the Wildcats are 0-12, wouldn't you be happier? No. Really? Okay, if the Devils were nine and three, would you be happier if the Wildcats were three and nine? Because the twelve and zero is kind of extreme. Well, I'd have zero oh and nine. 
I'd have to think about that. We haven't no, been in that position. I said nine, nine and three, and three or, and nine, and yeah, just uh, if they if they're you want your Devils to be good, but you like it that the Wildcats are bad too. Yeah, but the reason why I've had to like it that the Wildcats are be bad because the Devils haven't been good. Right, and the Devils being good should be more important, but the Wildcats being it's bad way isn't, more important. But the Wildcats being bad isn't unimportant. Uh, not to the level if the Devils are taking care of business, and that nine of the one of those nine is against them. I don't know that I really care that much. If my team is doing great, now I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm just saying I don't know what is his love because he's certainly reveling in BYU yeah, losing. It's, it's your rival. You get to do that. But I want to know what's the percentage. Is it 50-50? I've got to have us win and them lose? What's the percentage? That's what I'm saying. I don't yeah, know the answer to that. The number that jumped out of my mind for me would be, I think, 80-20. For me, it would be 95-5. If my team is winning, but I don't really have that true fandom the way others do. I understand that. But for me, it would be about, as long as my team is winning, I really don't care what the other guy is doing. Because actually, in this case, if the other guy is good, that only enhances my win. So you would like your rival to be really good, especially in college football where you tend to meet on that Thanksgiving weekend, have it all on the table and rip it away from them. I think that would be the dream scenario, yes. As opposed to going in and having it clinched and just deliver one more beat down to a team that's struggling. Or this week, you've got an 0-4 team and an 0-2 team. See, that's interesting because the Utes have actually lived that. In 4 the Utes... We're going to the Fiesta Bowl. They knew they just had to win the game, and BYU was going to have a losing season. Now in 08, BYU came in with one loss, and the Utes were undefeated. So the Utes have actually lived both of those. I wonder which, which one was sweeter. I mean, the first time BCS thing, I guess, kind of skews the deal because well, that was a It's clear that you want your rival to win. Kay's not making this tune if Saturday's loss dropped BYU to five and five. <laughs> my phone's going off. <laughs> oh my gosh. Scotty G, call the show, Scotty. Come on. <laughs> Scotty's <laughs> Scotty's texting. He's lying. I'm calling BS on all of this. <laughs> oh man. All right, we gotta get Scotty on and sort this out tomorrow, Yak. Make Scotty wake up at like uh, some un- 7.30 for Scotty would be way early. I'm probably about to get another text. <laughs> Who's lying? Uh, you, I assume. He's texting me. He's lying. He didn't say you're lying, so I assume it's you. Well, it could have been that K. Could have been. Well, he's calling BS on all of this, all caps. You want to be good and you want your rival to suck. In the gutter. But yeah, but if you're trying, if you're in the Pac-12 and you're trying to get in the playoff, uh, or in the, in basketball and you're trying to get a better seed, that's the beautiful thing then about Alabama getting to play Auburn at the end of the year is it pumps them up because Auburn's usually pretty good. They're not at Alabama's level, but they're usually the. I'm not good calling level. Scotty a liar. I'm just calling him ignorant. 
Oh, there it is. All right. Well, he's got. But the I don't next... do it with any emotion either, like he did. <laughs> he's got the next four hours to rebut all of this. All right, we're well, with out the of emphasis here. on butt for him. But a boom! There it is. <laughs> now you're going to hear it. Well, everybody wants to hear the next segment now. Stick around. Scotty and Hanson coming up. We'll see you tomorrow.